Uh, today we have Big Bill Bronson, and to hello. this th hello, Big Bill. Uh, this week's theme is "Sold My Soul at the Crossroads." I was wondering uh, how that fits into your blues music. Well, I sold my soul at the crossroads a few years back because I needed to buy a guitar. Interesting. And then after that, I sold the guitar so I could buy a sandwich. And uh, what kind of sandwich would that Submarine. be? Submarine. Submarine. Interesting choice. Yeah, well, I like the Italian vinaigrette. Welcome to the the pentagural episode of the Not Balanced Sebastian Club podcast. I think that's I think that's right because inaugural and then pentagural, right? Because like if it's something's like ding right, dong, this Miss Clock man, we need to get moving. No, too soon for the. I mean, classic character. Too soon for him though. Too soon. We gotta wait. We gotta wait for that. Hey, Chili Dog just walked in. Oh, no. But Chili Dog knows when to leave. Okay. Bye, Chili Dog. Oh, my God, Chili Dog. I thought, I thought we told her we were going on a different day. I said in Canada. Chili Dog listens to podcasts and then time travels. Fuck y'all. Hey, man, I'm Richard Scooter Rosenthal, and with me, as always, is... Chuck... Chuck, and of course, also with me as always, Steve. Steve and Chuck. Thanks for joining us, guys. This is uh, this is gonna be a, uh, this one's gonna be sizzled, okay? This one today, it's gonna be a real, it's gonna be a real juicer. It's gonna get scorchy. It's gonna get t taste tastified. I mean, it's 106 degrees outside. It is a sunny, balmy 106 degrees outside, and I am loving it. So this is not Bell and Sebastian Club. Uh, what is not Bell and Sebastian Club? I'm ready to get toasty in here. No, no, we're still, we're still toasty, I guess. I'm ready to get toasty. What is not Bell and Sebastian Club? Listen, man, we are just three guys. We're not experts. We're just... Three regular guys, just like you. Just three dumb fucks. Like you, you dumb fuck. Just like all of our listeners are three dumb guys. Yes, they're all legion. They're combined people. Listen, guys, what, what Album Club is, what Not Bell and Sebastian Club is, is every week we all bring in an album, right? We, or an EP. Guilty. One guy picks a theme. The rest of the guys try and fit that theme. We bring in the albums, and we put it out there for you. The idea is that we're just trying to get in there. We're trying to figure it out, you know? We're just trying to dig deep into it and figure out what makes it. What makes music, man? Why is it there? Why is it good? It's really starting to piss me off. Like, I gotta know. What Why? is happening? Why is it? Why is it so juicy? 
Thanks for listening, guys. I know we got we got a couple listeners from from last week. Uh, I think we have t- uh, two followers on SoundCloud. Oh. Uh, so. Uh, Is it? Not, it's not me. No, no, <laughs> I haven't followed us anywhere. But uh, thanks, thanks for that, guys. And thanks for stopping by again for this pentagonal episode. Last week, obviously, our theme was clear intentions. Our intentions were clear last week. So let's get right on into it. I think we've wasted far too much time. Scott? Scott? It's time to explain the theme. This week's theme is Sold My Soul at the Crossroads. You guys have anything to say about that before we start? Uh, you picked the theme. Uh, we tried to find what we had that best suited the theme. And then we did a whole uh, listening. We're about to listen to them. We did a whole listening, guys. We sure did. For our first album, we're going to check out the... Uh, we're going to check out Howlin' Wolf's 1969 album, either known as uh, Howlin' Wolf's new album or just the Howlin' Wolf album because he didn't give a shit enough to even give it a name because he hated it. All right, let's get on in there. Let's listen it up. Yes, let's get Listen to the Howlin' Wolf record. Yeah, we just listened to the Howlin' Wolf album. All right, let's all go around the horn real quick and say if we liked it or not. Uh, didn't? Uh, not especially. Yeah, whatever. I love Howlin' Wolf. He's uh, one of my faves. Uh, and the original recording of Spoonful is one of my favorite songs ever. Uh, so uh, this is a, a psychedelic version of it. Uh, and I don't think it works. I think uh, this version of Spoonful is kind of a, a travesty, is how I would phrase it. But that's maybe strongly stated. People died. Oh yeah, people like absolutely died. Yeah. I think it's basically... Everything that I like about Howlin' Wolf's music isn't present on this record, basically. Because what I like is his guttural, impassioned vocals that he has. Uh, and I like Hubert Sumlin's guitar work. And I don't think either of them are really super present on this, I think, because Howlin' Wolf uh, hated what he was doing and didn't give a shit. Uh, the story is that, you know, the album didn't really have a name because he didn't care enough to name it. Uh, it had... Uh, they tried, like, a negative publicity thing that uh, uh, Marshall Chess did with it, where the album cover is just a plain white background with black lettering that says, this is Howlin' Wolf's new album, he doesn't like it, <laughs> and he didn't like his electric guitar first either. Which then, Howlin' Wolf got really upset about that, because he was like, I always liked my electric guitar, oh, I, I started was, electric blues in Chicago. I was hoping he would be like, I still and I still hate it. No, I mean, like, they, they tried to paint the this picture that he's, like, a negative, ornery guy, which and I don't think he He didn't does. like this at first, but maybe he'll grow to like it. <laughs> exactly. It's a weird negative publicity thing. We're all thing. this together, guys. Yeah. And, uh, 
Well, uh, so I guess Marshall Chess had said uh, later in retrospect that he was like, yeah, it was a bad idea, um, but hey, we tried it. We were experimenting, and you can't fault us for that. I mean, we can, though. It has it has the implication that, like, fuck what blues musicians feel about their own music. Uh, mm-hmm. Listen to it anyway, um, even if they don't like what we're doing with it. It's a it's a bizarre repackaging of this music too, and it also and it's strange like circular Ouroboros type thing where where psychedelic music couldn't have existed without this music to begin with. Helen Wolf, who start, I mean maybe he wasn't the first electric blues musician, but he was a part of that movement, influenced rock music and psychedelic you know music, and then uh, at this point. A few decades later, they're like, oh, well, your stuff's not going to sell anymore. They want to listen to psychedelic stuff. So then he has to, like, copy the style of people who are copying him. And it's really weird. Um, yeah, and then having him say, I don't really like that or care for it, and then using that to market it. Yeah, as even, if, even sound bites of him talking about how weird some of it is during the album. I don't know if... would I don't think anyone would, would do this kind of publicity thing today. I think there's a lot more of an emphasis nowadays on what... Uh, an artist's intent was for a record. Maybe not with, like, pop records so much, but if somebody was a fan of of Howlin' Wolf and then saw, like, well, he didn't like this, why would I like it if he didn't like it, <laughs> you know? But at the time, they, they didn't even, that wasn't even a consideration. It just shows, like, the amount of disrespect uh, record labels had for their musicians. That's sort of why I chose this theme. I guess that, that should be the first thing I explain, like, why I chose the theme that I yeah, did. Yeah, why'd you choose this? Hey, thanks for asking. Uh, I Steve <laughs> wants to know, too. What's your name? Steve wants to know, too. Okay, Steve. Uh, Steve wants to know, Steve wants to know too. Oh, your last name is Wants to Know, too? Sure is. <laughs> hey, I'm Steve Wants to Know, too. Uh, I want to know, too. It's a really, really good character. <laughs> New classic character. Guys, I think I think we sold our souls. I think we sold out. You know, we released stuff online. This this club used to have integrity when it was just us. You know? I chose the same uh, because we're sellouts and we posted uh, a podcast and, you know, we're fucking sellouts. Kidding. Well, because last week we made our intentions clear. We're making a podcast and this is what we're going to do. This week we sold out. We brought back classic characters right at the beginning. <laughs> Chili Dog and Mr. Clockman came right in, and just because we knew that people were going to want it, <laughs> we sold out, man. Everyone wants Mr. Clockman. I made a Twitter and a Facebook and a website. You guys can follow those if you want. See? Sellouts. But I also felt like just the fact that Howlin' Wolf uh, had to sacrifice his artistic integrity on this album, I think it was contractually obligated uh, when Marshall Chess created the, uh, what is it, Cadet Comet subdivision of Chess Records. I think they were still under uh, contract, so both Muddy Waters and Howlin' Wolf had to make these electric albums, but I think it's even clearer. Muddy Waters said he hated, he did Electric Mud, and then what's the other one? After the Rain, I want to say is the name of the two psychedelic albums that he did. Uh, He didn't like them either. I think he said some disparaging things, but I think that he tried a little bit harder to make it work than Helen Wolf did. It seems like from day one, Helen Wolf was like, fuck this. I don't want wah pedals. Throw those wah pedals in a lake, I think is a quote from him. I'm a sellout. I sold myself at the grocery store. What do you think, Scott? What was your favorite song? 
on the album. Chuck's favorite song is Built for Comfort. What about you, Xander? Oh, me. Uh, yeah. That's Zand- a... Zanderlite Backdoor Man. Backdoor Man. Those are two of my favorites. Scott also liked Tail Dragger, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's cool. I think Backdoor Man's my favorite, too, on this record. I mean, that's Spoonful that's... is one of my favorite songs of all time, but one of my I think it's my least favorite on this album by comparison. I'd say I'd say I'd, I'd, go, I'd go one, Tail Dragger, two, Built for Comfort, three, Backdoor Man. And the rest are kind of all... I mean, mostly I just put the whole album into one big and different category. Um... They all kind of sound the same. Well said, Steve. <laughs> yeah, but I really like Backdoor Man. Xander likes Backdoor Man. <laughs> Steve doesn't care. I read an article where it was an interview with uh, Hubert Sumlin, um, who's Howlin' Wolf's guitarist for many years. This was an article from the 90s, and he, I think, correctly assesses his own skills. They ask him, uh, well, what, what makes you a good guitarist? And one of the important things that he said was that he knows when to get in and when to get out with a guitar solo. And I think you can really hear that in the music that he plays, that he he sort of plays these little pieces and then it kind of cuts out. Like he doesn't play the whole time, it's these little like circular curvy riffs. When I was playing in a jazz band many years ago, like high school, I remember there was a classy trumpet guy that came in and explained in uh, jazz improvisation the rests are more important than the actual music that you're playing. The negative space is just as important as the actual notes. And that's what I think Hubert Sumlin's really a master of. And then this, uh, this record, I can't tell what he's playing. It says that he's on it. I can't tell. There's a lot going on in the background well, on this, and it's pretty constant. Three other guitarists, too. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it sounds like all four of them are playing at the same time. Just not like, not like planned anything. They're just like, yeah, you guys all just play whatever. It sounds like Howlin' Wolf's doing his songs and a bunch of psychedelic musicians are just noodling over it the entire time, like with no awareness of when to get in and when to get out. The exact opposite of someone's guitar work. I, I liked Howlin' Wolf. I, I preferred some of the other stuff I heard for sure to this particular album. Mm-hmm. As, as you said, but I'm, I'm agreeing with you there. So we're in agreement on that. I, th- I guess I sort of spoiled the experiment a little bit because I wanted to see if the album was actually bad or just bad by comparison. Well, like I said, I don't think I don't think it is bad on its own. We didn't compare it to the Rock and album or any any other recordings. I think they're fine. They're not terribly interesting, but they do represent the psychedelic experimental sort of scene that was going on mm-hmm. um, it's just that when you hear when you hear what he did with those songs when he did it his way when he was like really focused on it um, and into it they're amazing and mm-hmm. then you get these recordings where he doesn't seem to quite really be with it be there or give a fuck and that's kind of sad and the songs that are underneath are still good songs. Like they, those, Spoonful is still a good song, even when you fuck it up. Like it's, it's still an interesting, fascinating piece of music. It's just, if I had never heard it anywhere else, I'd still probably think, that's kind of a cool song. I think a lot of blues purists and blues historians don't even want to listen to it. It seems like uh, there have been, haven't been a lot of like re-releases and everything. I think the CD version that I have is the first version that hasn't cut off the ending of the last song because nobody even cared to like fix it. 
like the, all the all the releases before that cut off part of the song. Um, but I don't know. I think it's an interesting part of of blues history and worth examining because um, it exists. It's 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 the uh, Star Wars Christmas special of <laughs> Howlin' Wolf's catalog. <laughs> So next, we're going to be listening to... Dashboard Confessional. Dashboard Confessional, the places you have come to fear the most. Yeah. That's the one. 2001 album. So we'll we'll hit you up with that, dog, for real. We'll give you about 10 seconds of that. Yeah, we'll give you <laughs> about... Yeah. That was Dashboard Confessionals, uh, places you've come to fear the most. I'm your host, Zippity Day, and uh, coming back at you, listening to the listen to the music. Take it away, Dwayne. Steve. Dwayne's not here this week. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sure. Uh, most of the songs on this album are about um, infidelity, uh, cheating. And screaming about it. And screaming about those infidelities, yeah. Uh, in some capacity. Uh, I thought of when, when, when I thought of Crossroads and Selling Your Soul. So that was sort of one of the one of the avenues that led me there. Also, um, it has a very, uh, perhaps emo, maybe just adolescent and uh, kind of young, emotive sound to it, um, which really connected with me when I was younger and uh, sort of hit me at a adolescent crossroads in my own life maybe and some others might do that as well might be a, a common crossroads for people so heyo so it's a crossroads on a personal level is what he's saying he's, oh uh, the andrew dice clay just came into the studio so this dead chick is blowing me <laughs> oh hickory dickory duck you suck my cock! Humpty Dumpty, fuck him in the ass! <laughs> Jack and Joe are up a hill! Misogyny! Hey, I'm Chili Dog. I don't really like these jokes. Oh my god, it's Chili Dog! Can I have your autograph, Chili Dog? Not in a million bucks. Chili Dog's back! Have you ever seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Sure have. That's good. Me too. <laughs> I like how we don't have any straight man right now. We just have three characters that nobody understands. We did this last time, so let's do this now. Uh, do we like this album? I'm gonna. Steve's gonna start. Uh, yes. Um. Yeah. I'm not gonna say no. <laughs> You uh, did though. You did say no. I did literally say no. I didn't. I did. I liked it. Uh, I liked it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> If I, well, here's the thing. If I was to, if I was to compare it to the Howlin' Wolf album that I said I didn't like, I maybe still like, like the Howlin' Wolf album more. <laughs> but I liked this album, and I didn't like the Howlin' Wolf album. Logic. Can we get a mathematician to figure that out, please? Even better, can we get Writing. a math magician? Oh my God, aren't they already? I'm Jerry the math magician. I perform mathematics for children. Would you like to see a magic math trick? 
Yes. Okay. Do you see the number two? Do you see it? Do you see it? Can you see it? Can't see. Okay. Let me get it a little bit closer. Can you see it? Do you need to put your glasses on? Oh, there it is. That's the number two. Okay, and now it's the number four. For Math the magic. At home, he was holding up two fingers and then he moved his hand behind his back. Okay, well the magician never reveals his tricks. So if we were gonna come, I don't know how he did it. Two albums, but I don't know why we would. But not <laughs> why not? Um, something similar about them is that, uh, like the Helen Wolf album, all these songs sort of have a very. They, they, they all sort of sound similar to each other. They've got a similar tone uh, approach to them. Uh, but one of the things that I like about the singer's um, performance in general is, is uh, his dynamic shifts, and he's really into what he's, uh, what he's doing. He really performs the songs, and he's very emotive. So Yes. Uh, I like that, too. I mean, yeah, he's, he, 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 he puts gets, his all into it. He gets really into it. He gets up there on that stage and he just goes ahead. You know, he seems like a very nice man. He seems like he he really he really tries up there, you know? I think the album is structured really well in terms of the build and uh, dynamics between songs and it starts off on a much more uh, stripped down feel and then it gets more to the big band stuff. Yeah, the like the swing the big, big band. The big band. The full, I <laughs> the suit, the, suit riot. The full, the full band. Fucking tuba. <laughs> oh my goodness. Have you heard the tuba on this new Dashboard Confessional album? Let me tell Wait, you. Was I listening to the right album? I heard, <laughs> I heard a lot of tuba. Also, can we just say Helen Wolf might have killed a person? Um, now back to Dashboard Confessional. Um, so yeah, a lot of the songs I could see how uh, he's at a uh, crossroads in relationships, uh, you know, emotional crossroads. Uh, but I also took note that there's a line of uh, Bottle of Beast uh, in an earlier song on the album. I wrote that down. And you know, Bottle Beast, Beast, Devil, Sold Soul to the Devil. To the Devil at the I think crossroads. there's layers here, guys. So while we're while we're analyzing that line, let's analyze this uh, line from Best Deception, track three, uh, when he says. Uh, Something like kiss these lips, it'll be the last time I let you. Like that's that's got to be his inner monologue, right? I'd like to say that before you kiss somebody. Like, hey, I'm going to leave you and break up with you. Just kiss me one more time, and or, I'm never going to again. Nobody right, says or, that, or, right? Or, 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 Let's sure. play at that scenario. Scott, want to be my girlfriend? Um, uh, baby. Chili dog wants a last kiss too. Okay, chili dog, you're my girlfriend. Chili dog. Yes. Baby. Baby, I know you've been cheating on me. I know I have too. You've been infidelitizing me. Sure have. And I'm gonna break up with you. Okay, okay. But we should kiss. Okay. Alright, I was proven wrong. It makes perfect sense. Alright. <laughs> What's that character I started to What? What was that character I was playing? Oh, uh, I gotta fill it, because they can't hear you, so I gotta fill in the <laughs> You're trying to remember your character? Oh, your the, name? Uh, Chili oh, dog likes the one that you said save it for the podcast. I didn't write it down. down. <laughs> it's because I gave you this notepad to write it's down kinda, things so we would have it for this. Mr. Uh, oh, the fact check guy. Fact checker, yeah. Yeah, well, we what was that relating to? It was because I called, I thought it was further, see, further feels forever, not further scenes right, forever. I, Mr. Fact 
checkered man proved that it's for the seams forever. My favorite part about that character is how organically he appeared in the podcast. <laughs> I need to remember who I was. Okay, so this is fact checkers blowing me, right? You guys, I have a list of facts that I meticulously researched about Stashboard Confessional on Wikipedia, and I would like to get through this list. First fact, Screaming Infidelities won MTV2's Music Award for that year. Fact number two, Alternative Press said of the album that his manifestation of honest emotion remains far more sincere than the subpar mewling of wafer heads currently wasting oxygen in independently owned coffee houses. Ooh, Mr. Fact Checker! <laughs> Actually, I, uh, I used to subscribe to uh, Alternative hey, Press. Pete? Back when they focused on like the 90s punk stuff, but then they moved more into... Cute, cute, cute is what we're, we aim for, cute and all that kind of stuff. And the Scott, how yeah, did that make that, you feel? It made made Chuck feel like he wasn't uh, being listened to as the reader. Okay, my name's Jonathan now. Hi, John. Hey. Uh, some people, so, so a few facts about emo that we were talking about, I'm trying to figure out what emo even is, uh, if it's even a thing, but, uh, some people have said the first emo album was the Beach Boys' Pet Sounds, because it was emotional, I guess? I don't know. Uh, but the actual term itself dates back to the 80s, uh, with Rites of Spring and Embrace, which was Ian McKay, 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 McCaw. I think it's McKay, Where's the fact checker guy? In Fact checker doesn't have time to fact check, but he believes it's Mackay. What <laughs> oh good is Mr. Why doesn't he have time? What is he doing? <laughs> well, why don't we ask Mr. Clockman why he doesn't have time? <laughs> Ding dong, Mr. Clockman. I manage. I manage Mr. Fact Checker's schedule, and he does, he's got. He's a busy guy. I hope he pays you well, because Mr. Clockman, you have a lot on your plate. I get paid with batteries. <laughs> uh, so Ian Ian Mackay. I don't know. Different people have different accounts of where emo came from. It seems like the 80s, but emo core was the first uh, time that people said it. But uh, one account is uh, Ian McKay said that when talking about his band Embrace, there was an article article uh, in the magazine Thrasher in 1985 that referred to it as emo car, uh, emo core, which he said was the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Just a nice little quote. I thought. I feel like I feel like Dashboard Confessional is a fitting name because it seems like he's you know just talking to himself, confessing things to his dashboard. Well, it came from the the name comes from a, a song that was on his first LP, I think. Right, that was a line in one of the songs, um, the one before this one that we listened to. Um, but probably in the context of that song, he was confessing to his dashboard something. Yes. What do you like or love about this album specifically, um, Dwayne, Stephen? Where's Where's Dwayne at? Where'd you get Dwayne? Well, we'll ask everybody. But um, yeah, no, I, I dig uh, I dig his performance. The way he just sings the shit out of his songs. Uh, there's a story that you could potentially follow. I don't know if it, it was his intention to have any sort of story or through line on this album, but there does appear to me to be. So connection. Uh, you were thinking it goes backwards, sort of yeah, chronologically. It sort of, it sort of seems like it starts. It starts at a place of um, uh, after a breakup and being left with that uh, that shit, and then it moves backwards in time through. You discover that 
this guy found out his significant other wife was cheating on him um, and struggled with whether or not to confront her about it and then did end up confronting her about it and then she so basically, dude, last five years that. Sure, 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 sure. Is this uh, was this before that? I th yeah, this is think. This predates that, right? I think. Where's the fact checker? Fact checker. <laughs> I have to say, a lot of my job is unlocking my smartphone. <laughs> That's um, the most time-consuming thing about fact checker's job. The okay. fact checker has told me that last five years and dashboard confessional. This particular album. Came out the same year. It was a popular year for looking back. So uh, I mean, I think that's another similarity. He sings the show of it and, and feels the everything that he's singing is um, how another similarity with Holland Wolf is that he normally really emotes normally. very well. So did Ani DeFranco last week for you guys who want to go back and check that. Sure. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like Beat Happening really feels the shit out of what they're doing. <laughs> False. <laughs> I think they had a sense feel, of ironic detachment throughout. They, they feel how ironically detached they are, though. Okay, that's fair. So if Dashboard Confessional kicked off a resurgence of emo, I, I mean, I think there's a lot of emo stuff that people call emo. I also hate the idea of a resurgence of something that's only, well, it hasn't really ever been dead, but it was created potentially in, like, the 80s. Yeah. It's like, 20 years later, so that's not really... I don't know much to. Well, yeah, and I mean the the bands. There, it seems like there. I guess you could say that there were different waves of it. It's emo was an offshoot of hardcore and emo core in the '80s, and then it was taken over in the '90s by like bands like Jawbreaker and Sunny Day Real Estate. In the great emo war, the 1990s. In the great emo war, yeah, it was the the emo territories were annexed, and uh, and then. After that, um, Dashboard Confessional started Sign a third, I guess, a third wave in 2001 or 2000 around that era. Uh, no, uh, which like many, uh, like many underground genres of music, right, gains more commercial respect and uh, popularity around that time. Started to. It was in the 90s, uh, so you know, Nirvana broke, and then uh, record labels saw that it could be profitable to look to underground scenes. So a lot of things like punk and emo core, and the grunge movement that was being created at the time, um, were born out of that. So they realized that you know, indie, what was underground or indie, could become big business. And uh, then they uh, sucked the soul out of it, and they sold their souls. But Dashboard Confessional, being you know one of the progenitors of this movement, to me has a bit of an originality to it. I like it more than the ones that came after it. I think that's a trend in a lot of arts and entertainment. For at Dashboard Confessional, is that um, he had something to say, and then he actually felt it. And then people who want to make money off of it are like, oh, okay, well, how can we uh, retroactively create, you know? what things oh okay so it's emotional uh they use the, these instruments blah, blah blah okay let's make an album like that but it's missing the soul you know same thing with movies like there's a trend they'll be like oh, okay movies about robots you know there's a really great robot movie and they're like oh fuck we gotta start making robot movies but the reason the first robot movie was good was because the robot lost his wife in a freak robot accident and it was really emotional and that had a great story that was well made and well directed you're talking about mops right i'm talking about mops <laughs> Uh, and we actually have a trailer. Uh, our first, uh, our first sponsor for the show is the movie Mops, and here's the trailer for that. Oh. 
inner world. Where mops exist. I'm a mop! There will always be mops. Summer 2017. I like it. It's short and sweet, and I know nothing about the movie, but I think it's either about robots or mops. So our third album this week is uh, an EP by the Menzingers called Hold On Dodge. So don't turn this off because you're gonna miss out on it and you don't wanna miss out on it, guy. Please stay with me, baby. You know I love you. Ding dong, it's Mr. Blackman, Dr. Hold On Dodge. I'm assuming it's pronounced Menzingers. Uh, it could be Menzingers. Uh, Give me another three ways to pronounce it. M- Menzingers. Okay. Menzingers. Okay, that's two. No, that, I mean, another one. Uh, Menzingers. Keep that one. <laughs> Save right. that one. Everyone will know what I'm talking about when I say I like the Menzingers. Especially right. the Menzingers. <laughs> Let's go around the horn. Scott, did you like it? Um, yeah. Yeah, I did. Uh, Balthazar, did you like it? Balthazar digs all music. <laughs> what about Steven? <laughs> yeah, Steve liked it alright. Uh, yeah, I guess I liked it. <laughs> no pressure. I mean, if it's, if it's a binary of, yeah, I liked it or I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, liked it. On a scale of liked it or didn't like it, I like everything. I think I see more things about it that I enjoy than things that I want to talk about, talk shit about. I don't know. Balances out. Yeah. I, I chose it for the Sold My Soul at the Crossroads theme because, uh, I don't know, there's a lot of imagery in it. There's a tra- Lil Lil Havy is yeah Lil Havy specifically uh, talks about Garden souls. of Eden and serpent uh, a serpent man and uh, they talk about like hanging gallows no man's land in the first track I'm the serpent man I don't know there's just this whole like knock knock I'm the serpent man hey crossroads but with like an optimistic tone to a lot of it I feel like. Hey! Hi, Serpent Man. Hi! <laughs> Hi, uh... Ding dong, this, ding dong, this is Mr. Blockman. Serpent Man, you got a 4.30 at the, uh, clinic. Think about oh. all these characters. They don't go away until you at least acknowledge them. Okay, alright, I'm gonna go to that clinic now, okay? I'm gonna go to that, get by. Uh, I'm bad at my job. He's 13 minutes late. Oh, you're too hard on yourself, Mr. Clockman. Yeah, be harder on yourself. Um, the first track on it, Sunday morning, had... What struck me as kind of a, a strange structure. I mean, it's like A, B, C, B. Sounds like it's verse and then what normally would be a bridge and then a chorus and then a bridge. Technically, it's probably verse, chorus, bridge, chorus. But to me, the chorus sounds like a bridge and the bridge sounds like a chorus. Kentucky Gentleman, the fifth track, is technically a bonus track because it wasn't on the 7-inch final release. Uh, but I feel like it's kind of necessary to be there it just feels like a better close than track before it mm-hmm. i feel like it would kind of leave it on a weird note without that song which is much much more folksy and uh we were talking drinking song-esque 
that song used an acoustic guitar specifically and has the band all singing together on the chorus, but um, Stephen was pointing out earlier that most of the songs have that, where, you know, where the whole band will sing the chorus and has a drinking song. Yeah, I think uh, I think as far as the melody and the structure of that last song, it fits more with like drinking song, what I'm used to hearing as, as drinking song as well. But, but none of the subject matter uh, is really like happy, we're drunk, let's sing about it. It's, it's all sort of... No, I get a rapture vibe a few times. <laughs> and I get a velociraptor vibe. <laughs> I just want to point and out this point that Howlin' Wolf might have killed a guy. What about Dashboard Confessional? Do we know if they killed anybody? Oh, they tried. Was the dashboard involved? Is it complicit? Uh, well, did you know that car crashes are the number one cause of um, automotive deaths? I did not know that. I'm the fact checker's brother, the uh, fun facts guy. Uh, fun facts, the leading cause of deaths within automotives are car crashes. Billy was adopted, and he should not stick his nose. He always <laughs> likes to point out that I was adopted. I'm the real son. <laughs> okay. Cheddar Dog had a lot of relatives, but they all been eaten. Hi, it's me, I'm the Serpent Man. I came back from my appointment at 4.30. Uh, I, I just wanted to ask if anybody wanted to sell their soul to me. It's me, the Serpent Man. I'm from that song on this album. If you want to hit me back later, here's my card. Um, Do you have got, a Twitter? I have a LinkedIn. <laughs> well, let's just cut this whole section out. Let's just gut this. Well, let's cut the whole fucking thing, man. Let's quit right now. <laughs> All right. Uh, I like this EP, so I'm submitting it more for the theme than my enjoyment of it. But I do, I, I like the Menzingers a lot. I wouldn't say this EP is specifically Specific. what I would put at the height of my enjoyment of their material. But yeah, I like it a lot. Uh, the, the vocals, I like a lot. You you mentioned uh, the vocal quality of Howlin' Wolf. Kind of dirty, disgusting. Uh, I don't, I don't want to use... I, did, say, I did literally say disgust, beautifully disgusting, and I know that sounds like uh, it has a negative connotation, but I love it. I like a lot of like gravelly vocals. It's different from Howlin' Wolf. I'm not comparing the Menzingers by any means to Howlin' Wolf. Cause no, no well, I think... I, but, I, but we're gonna... Well, we should, because we have these three albums. Why not? Fuck it. Uh, well, the thing is, like, people like Howlin' Wolf. Uh, this band couldn't, couldn't, wouldn't be doing the things it's doing if Howlin' Wolf didn't do the things that he did. I don't think the Menzingers would probably cite Howlin' Wolf as their oh, primary influence. I am sure but they I'm, wouldn't. But I think <laughs> they would cite something who would cite something who would cite something who were influenced by Howlin' Wolf yeah. or something like that. We're all just, you know, six degrees away from Kevin Bacon. We're all just little bits of Oh, bacon. uh, well, it's it's about 100 to a 10 degrees here today, so and I think that he lives close by, so, so we probably can, less than 60 <laughs> degrees. So we can go to his house and we can tell him, hey, it's 110 degrees, we're going to cook some bacon on this uh, sidewalk out here. I don't know if we've explained um, what the point of Not Bell and Sebastian Club is yet, but the point of Not Bell and Sebastian Club is to stalk Kevin Bacon. <laughs> So if We're you guys want to really, write in really and vote on where you think Kevin Bacon lives, and then that'll determine whether I build a time machine or not. Oh, we're going back to the time machine. I don't know if we're going back to it. Ding I haven't dong, built the time machine yet. Man, you already built it. We might be going forward to it. We're not sure yet. All right, guys. I think what we've done so far is good, but we just got to get deeper. We gotta figure it out. We gotta figure out what music is, man. We gotta figure out what makes these albums tick, man. What makes them thrive? What make, man? What makes it so I just want to stick my hand in it? 
I just, it got that guitar bat sound that I just want to stick my hand inside of, and I just want to reach around in there, and I want to let it caress my fingers. No, I think this is where you're going too far, and, and I this want, is what might need to get cut out. So for next it's week... It's just got those fat, fat sounds. Yeah. What's, and I just want to hey, take those sounds up, home with me Richard? and stick them in my drawer. Richard. And inside that drawer... Steven, Steven's gonna give us the theme for next week. Inside that drawer. Hey, Scott, will you stop fucking around? Steven has to give us the theme for next week. I don't know who this Scott guy is. I'm Chuck. Jacob? You have the floor. <laughs> uh, the speaker has the floor. Uh, Jacob, do you want to take it away? Or? <laughs> uh, it does look like... Yeah, Steve, you have the floor? Oh, I have the floor. The esteemed senator uh, <laughs> uh, grants the floor to Stephen. Stephen, thank you. Uh, sure. So the, the theme for next week's album submissions uh, is going to be that'll teach you to patronize me. That'll teach you to patronize me. Yeah. That'll teach you to patronize me. And we have to decide. Uh, and put a put a put a pa- uh, period at the end of it. It's a, it's a it's a definitive statement. Okay. Put it in quotes too, because that's something that nobody said. But I like the quotes. So it's not an exclamation point. It's just a period. So maybe they're like those kind of quotes. Ex- wait, wait, wait. Where did the exclamation point come from? No, 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 no. That's a period. Well, I just I didn't know if it was. That'll teach you to patronize me. It's not, that's why Are I said any of the words in italics or all caps? No, no, no. no. Or bolded? Times, times New Roman, size 12. It's 12. Uh, can I can fudge I with the margins? <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't listen, okay? Can I do a line reading? Can I try to read for the pie? I'm, I'm thinking about trying to be in movies now. Oh, have you seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Sure have. I, I was in that movie. You, you know the scene where they're in the, the car and they're not in school? Yeah, I was in that scene. That's the only scene I ever acted in. But now I want to be in more. Trying to be a movie star. Are you Matthew Broderick? I might be. Oh my god. Yeah, that's the only scene you ever acted in. Yeah. Well, what you gotta understand is how cloning works. Can you do the Bueller? I don't understand Bueller. how cloning works. Can you can you explain that to us? Okay. Well, there was a sheep named Dolly. And it was cloned after Dolly Parton, the country musician. And that's how cloning was born. Bueller? This is the history of cloning club? Yeah, the history of cloning club. Well, I don't think... I'm Big Bill Bronson, and I don't think that any of these people don't explain to any of you what Not Bound Sebastian Club is. What's, what's that? Hold on. I can explain Did, this to... Uh, Mr. Clockman. Uh, this is Mr. Clockman. Uh, the 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 talk about the other uh, podcast uh, that that starts now. Um, Help! Somebody ate half a chili dog. <laughs> I'm missing my bottom half. Okay, nobody helped chili dog. <laughs> I hope chili dog dies. Please, I can't move. Oh uh, wait, can I just say that we have not officially announced what the theme is yet because Mr. Clockman has to tell us that it's oh. time for this week's theme first. I'm bleeding tomato juice. But thank you for those new batteries. Uh, TikTok, Mr. Clockman, I feel, I feel back to basics. What's the theme for the, it's time to announce this week's theme. <laughs> Next week's theme is the, that'll teach you to picture. 
Hey you guys, just stepped out of the time machine again to let you know that we do have our album selected for next week. They're going to be George Harrison's All Things Must Pass, Randy Newman's Good Old Boys, and the Max Levine Ensemble Split with Ben Weasel. So if you have any comments or thoughts or feelings about those albums or comments, questions, concerns, uh, disagreements, corrections about what we said this week, you can go ahead and you can write into us, our Gmail account, NotBalanceSebastianPod at Gmail, our Twitter, not at not BS pod Facebook we have a Facebook group not balance Sebastian pod uh, we have our website not balance Sebastian pod.wordpress.com that's the hub for all of it we even have a tumblr if you want to see some of the albums that we've done in the past but didn't actually record podcasts for it's called dudes write album reviews and on tumblr um, so go ahead and write into us uh, we did already record next week's episode, and I know this because I'm a time traveler, um, so we won't be able to read any emails or anything on that one, but we'll get to them eventually. Uh, we've just been a little busy. Hopefully this podcast will be more of a weekly thing. Uh, right now it seems monthly, but that's okay. You're too hard on yourself. Uh, sound quality's better next week. Okay, I gotta get back in that time machine. I can hear the time buzzer. Okay, goodbye! Stay gooey, guys! Okay, that'll teach you to patronize me. Uh, And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. The audio quality, in spite of us having more microphones this week, is still bad because we have an air conditioner on because the Kevin Bacon is sizzly. You're too hard on yourself. (sighs) It's just, I mean, I wanted to get toasty this week. I wanted this to be a real toasty podcast, but I didn't literally want to be burnt toast in here. And I'm having a stroke. Have a good week. Yes, I think Chili Dog died. Well, it's so hot, Chili Dog got cooked. <laughs> chili Dog got cooked right outside the doggy door. And then someone just ate her. This motherfucker's gone now. Did you? Big Bill Monster, did you eat Chili yeah. Dog? Well, I'm more partial to submarines. But yes. Do submarine sandwiches have any uh, specific connection to the blues? Yeah, specifically, that was sort of, you know how a sports team might have a mascot. Well, for the blues music, submarine sandwiches are their mascot. Apt analogy. Well, uh... Uh, What did you want? Do you... If you want to keep talking. Is this about my Macy's card that I opened up? Because I told them I didn't want to give them my information because that's my personal time stuff. Excuse me, um, Bill. Bill. Yeah? If you want to keep talking, you gotta, you know that five you slipped me? That's yeah. up. That's up. I need, do you have another? Do you have, that's do you, my catchphrase, Big Bill Bronson, five dollars. Do you have a ten? Nope, because my catchphrase is Big Bill Bronson, five dollars. That's my big bill, five and thank you for listening. Um, this is radio station KXPY 93.7 The Barnyard going out to now we're playing Imagine Dragons and that Hey Ho song. Who says that? Oh, the Mo- Mo- Moulinaires. No one, no one says that. The Lumineers. That's a song.
You think that I don't know stuff because I'm old. Please get out of my studio. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>